0: Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language and graphic descriptions of sexual acts, that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. T, and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. Tonight, we're joined by a lovely young lady, and her name is Jay. Jay, nice to meet you.
0: Hi, nice to meet you as well.
1: So we're going to talk about a subject tonight that I know very little about. Little would be the opportune word, as you are considered a little. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: that would be my title.
1: Yes. What would be? I guess my question would be: What would be? What would you call your situation? Would you do? You, do you call it DDLG? Do you call it Caregiver Little? Or how, how do you categorize it? So
0: personally, I'm just a little but whatever relationship I would enter into would be a DDLG relationship because I would have a daddy dom that would take care of me.
1: Would it only be uh, a male situation or could you have a dominant mommy?
0: I could have a female. They're a lot harder to find, unfortunately, but females are always on the table, yes.
1: You live this life 24-7?
0: Yes, 24-7, every single day of the week. Um, I have a whole playroom. That's where I'm sitting in right now. And I literally dedicate all of my time and money to doing this.
1: So let's roll this back to the beginning. When did you feel this pull in your life and how did it manifest itself?
0: I have always been like this, but when I was around 13, my parents got really, really worried because I was not like mentally at the same level. Like education-wise, I was fine, but socially, I was just not growing up. And so they took me to a therapist because they thought it could be trauma related. Turns out it's not, this is just the way that I act and it's the way that I seek comfort. And so I went to a therapist for it. The therapy term is called inner child healing therapy. Um, it is a board certified therapy recommendation. Um, and they just told my parents that this is kind of just what I do and my parents have supported me ever since.
1: In your young teenage years, you find this out at what point a thirteen year old is eventually going to get interested in sex, they're gonna get interested in touching themselves and figuring all that out. Do you think that that will slow down because of this or did it come about the same time it naturally would? and how did this how did this work its way into this situation?
0: It came about the same time. My parents are actually in a twenty four seven master slave relationship. So I've seen that throughout my entire life. And my parents have always been open about sex towards us. I also have siblings. Um, And so I just always kind of knew about about sex. But definitely as I grew up, I started developing more like of a daddy kink, as you might say. Um, And just exploring that and definitely leaning towards like the more innocent route of being sexual.
1: Do you sexualize this at all?
0: So when I'm in a little space or when I'm actually in the headspace of a child and I'm playing with my toys, I do not. But when I'm outside of my regression and outside of my little space, I do certain things with a partner like daddy role play. Um, You know, I have no problem using a past fire or a onesie during sexual time. But if I'm actually in that mindset, I do not have sex.
1: So explain to me what is little space?
0: Little space is the headspace you go into when you were little. So it's the headspace that you would act like a child in. So like coloring, watching TV, a lot of those activities would be little space activities.
1: Here's the situation. You're in your little space. I am your fictional daddy, and we are hanging out, and you are coloring, and and I'm coloring with you, and I want to have sex. So how do I make that bridge? Do I just... Do I have to sit back and wait for the cues, wait for you to get out of your little space? How would that work?
0: Usually they just say, hey, I'm feeling sexual. And I've uh, gone through enough like mental training, I guess, to just pull myself out of that. And we would probably leave the playroom because that's usually where I'm little in, and go to the bedroom. But aside from that, I can pretty much pull myself out of it.
1: Have you ever had trouble pulling yourself out of it?
0: Uh, there has been times I was in a really, really bad car accident a few months ago and I was little for like a whole month. My mom had to stay over and like take care of me because I just, I could not function really. I was really traumatized from it. And in that month period, I made an agreement with my partner at the time that he could seek other, uh, sexual outputs if he wanted. So basically have sex with other people.
1: When you are little, um. What is your regression? Like how old do you regress to?
0: Oh, usually from around zero to five is pretty much my age range. Um, It it does fluctuate depending on, you know, my mood or if I can do certain things by myself. If I'm alone, you know, it's, it's hard to be acting like a baby if you're in your house alone. But aside from that, it's usually about zero to five.
1: Alright, so I looked on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia says that age play is a form of role-playing in which individuals act or treat each other as if they are different ages. Age play is obviously role-playing between adults and involves consent through all parties. Age play is not necessarily sexual, but it can be. Portraying any age can be the goal of age play, from babies to children to elderly. It usually involves someone pretending to be younger than they actually are. Have you ever had any age play where anyone has actually acted older?
0: Oh my gosh, I have a friend that does that quite often. She will literally roleplay as an elderly woman because her boyfriend is into elderly folks. And she'll tell me about that all the time. And I was just like, yeah, he bought me a cane and stuff like that. It is so interesting. For me personally, I do more like the infant stuff, but she she has a great time dressing up as an older woman, so.
1: Like I said earlier, I'm going to ask you some questions that might be crossing boundaries. I, like I said, I, I know very little about this, so <laughs> let let's just pull let's just pull the bandaid off. And let me ask: Do you wear diapers?
0: Yes, I do, but for medical reasons.
1: Do you use the diapers?
0: I go to number one of them, but not number two. I don't have any. Re- I can go to the bathroom for number two on my own. I just I don't have nerve function in my bladder, so unfortunately. I do pee in them.
1: <laughs> For you, the age plague kind of plays into the some issues that you're having.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I had bladder cancer, which is what caused my issues with my bladder. And I think having to wear diapers at school and having to wear diapers in my day-to-day life was definitely challenging. So I think that it definitely did play a part into how I act now.
1: It's it's really amazing to me how we're all kind of onions and we've got all these layers and how the layers build upon the other layers and they, they affect each other and encase each other. So it's 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 very interesting to kind of unpeel that and, and see that little part of you. That's one of the reasons why I like to do what I do is because you, you know, just just hearing that, let me know a little more about you and let me know a little more inside your headspace and it's pretty awesome. So I appreciate you sharing with me. Of course. You have been since you've been old enough to be sexually active you have been a little would you say that
0: i would say yes definitely
1: (laughs) has that made dating or meeting someone harder
0: 100 percent. i look for very very specific like qualities mostly older men unfortunately you know guys my age did not want to really deal with that you know so it was always like seniors or stuff like that um I think that it definitely was a lot harder because either they would like it and they would be cool with it, but they wouldn't really want it outside of the bedroom or they wouldn't want to do anything in the bedroom at all. So it was definitely two different sides of it. Either they wanted it sexually all the time or they didn't want it to be sexual at all. So, um, you know, and some guys find it kind of creepy and some find it kind of cute, but did not want it to be sexual.
1: You're my girlfriend, and I'm taking you to the grocery store with me. Are you going to be a baby or are you going to be my grown-up girlfriend that's going to go shopping with me?
0: Grown-up. I am a very, very firm believer that what you do in your house should stay inside your house. And, you know, consent is extremely important. And I do not feel like, you know, how would you explain that to a child in the grocery store, right? You, You just can't. So I know when to be an adult. Whenever I leave my house, I leave this part of me. Unless it's at, like, a specific place, like a dungeon, I would leave it at home.
1: When you you walk out that door, you're in the, you're an adult mindset. Yes. You said you had pacifiers. How many pacifiers do you have?
0: Oh gosh, probably over a hundred. They all sit in that box right there. And I probably have over a hundred of them.
1: (laughs) Is there a specific store or site where you get all of your adult sized baby paraphernalia?
0: So for all the onesies, and I have about a hundred onesies, I get them all from onesies down under. They are a small-ish business here in the community. For all my past buyers, the ones that are bedazzled are from different Instagram shops. Littles literally have a living off of these shops. They like make diamond-crusted um wires, and it is the coolest thing ever. Or there's ones like these that are from like baby or doll. They're circular and they're pretty cool too. there are shops most of the stuff in here is actually like from target but there are tons of shops that sell adult baby gear
1: do you have a crib
0: i do not i had one when i was around oh gosh 16 um but my parents put it in storage and when they put it in storage to not realize they were literally putting it in water because the monsoons And unfortunately it got damaged and we're still waiting for it to be repaired. (laughs) So I have one, it's just not functional.
1: Do you feel like um, this part of you holds you back in society or in your life, like getting a job or doing anything like that? Does it hold you back?
0: So I actually have a college degree. I have a college degree in English literature. Uh, So I do have like, you know, some sort of functionality. Um, I went to college for a few years, graduated high school at 16, went to college, um, got my degree. And I have had jobs in the past. Currently, I am independently wealthy, according to my taxes. Um, But no, I can get a job if I need to. very professional. This is more like a part of me that I would not share, so that it doesn't really affect my personal or uh work life
1: so outside but what you're saying is outside of your home you have a circle of friends that don't know about this that have no clue about this
0: oh everyone knows everyone um i feel like it's kind of weird not to tell them uh because i mean if they ever come over to the house there's literally like full room full of kids stuff you know it's hard to explain if you don't tell them And I've lost friends over it. And now it's just better to tell them up front, like within meeting them, I'm like, hey, this is what I do with my life. If you don't like that, that's okay. But we're not going to be friends.
1: That's got to be challenging sometimes. Um, It's got to feel.
0: How many people are pretty okay with it? Like.
1: No, I mean, I definitely think that the way society is, I think we're definitely a, a lot more understanding and a lot more open to people, different f- types of lifestyles. But that's, I mean, the one thing that's got to really bum you out is you meet somebody you really like them, and it, it's got to feel like you're holding the shoe. You're just waiting for that other shoe to drop because you know that you're, it, it, as much as the you know the rapport that you've built with a person, at some point, this is such a part of you that at some point you're going to have to tell them and it's got to, it's got to definitely put some strain. So I guess, I guess that's why you kind of do it right up front and just rip the bandaid off.
0: Yeah. When I was younger, I would wait to tell people and then kind of just like drop the bomb on them and I've lost some really good people cause of it. So now before anything goes further, I'm like, Hey, this is what I do. Like if I ever go on a vanilla date with someone, I always tell them up front and Most of the time they're cool with it. But there have been people that are like, that's gross. That's uh, the number one that I get is that's pedophilia. And they never talk to me again, fortunately.
1: Sounds like this whole little space is wrapped up and it's encapsulated to where that isn't sexual. And uh, whenever you're being sexual, you're being an adult.
0: Yes, 100%. I do not feel like in my little space, I can consent completely. Like, yes, I am an adult, but I just, I don't think that like, well, I'm literally in the headspace of a child that I want to have sex, which is why I exit that headspace before I go with anything sexual.
1: Well, I have to say this has been an interesting conversation. You've given me a lot of insight and a lot of. Uh, now I'm going to have to do a lot more research on the subject so I can be even more bound up on it because you've you've piqued my interest because, I definitely like the idea of. For me, the the separation of the two is kind of where I was getting hung up as well because like I said I've never I've never talked to anybody or had a conversation about it, it was and I definitely think that that helps that helps my understanding of the subject more because that would that's where my hang-up was was oh hey we're in their coloring and then I'm gonna say hey I'm gonna just suck my dick I was like that's the, where the <laughs> that's, that's where the, that's where the leap was kind of hard for me to make and it it made me un, it the information that you've given me has made me understand it more and has given me, uh, some definite insight that makes me feel a lot better about it. So thank you for giving me that information.
0: Of course, there are some littles that again, do it sexually in little space. I'm just not one of them. And you'd be surprised that a lot of littles do not do it sexually in little space, but they do like role play outside of their regression or their little space.
1: I would like to go into the the root of the show is we have a sexual survey that we do. We we talk about your sexual history. We can we can wrap all this in with uh, anything that you want to talk about. But we're going to, if it's okay with you, we're going to go through the survey and talk about mm-hmm. some of the things that we normally talk about. And so, so are, are you ready to open up to us? Yes. All right. Can you tell me your age? I'm 21. Your race?
0: Uh, white.
1: <laughs> and your marital status?
0: I am single.
1: What would you consider your sexuality to be?
0: Bisexual.
1: According to you, not according to your daddy, not according to anybody else, according to you, what is the sexiest part of your body?
0: My My, my boobs.
1: So this question is, what is your favorite pet name? And I would like to guess that it's baby girl.
0: No, it is actually princess. Let's
1: talk a little bit about masturbation. Okay. Do you you remember the first time that you ever masturbated where the goal was to come? You know, we all kind of go in touch and it feels good. But at some point we make that decision to go, oh, wait, this is what I'm doing it. And I'm doing it to come
0: bought me my first vibrator and explained the birds and the bees
1: (laughs) so your mom bought you a vibrator yes and how long did it sit there before you made yourself come with it
0: oh gosh she bought it for me i didn't really know what it was she kind of just like told me and i was like okay that's cool it's gonna sit there for a week uh but probably a week after i kind of got curious and uh, I've been exposed to like porn online because of school. So I, I kind of knew what to do with it. And uh, I just, I, I guess I didn't really know what the word was for orgasming, but I definitely led to that conclusion.
1: <laughs> How many times a week would you say you masturbate?
0: Oh, Once a day. I that sounds really bad.
1: <laughs> oh, I, it sounds completely normal. I mean, most most people that I talk to are anywhere between once and three times a day.
0: Like once a day, if that.
1: Have you ever been caught masturbating?
0: Uh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to college at 16 and I had a roommate and we shared like a bathroom, but I remember one night she like sent me a text like, hey, can you quiet it down? Your vibrator is loud as hell. <laughs> And I felt so, <laughs> I felt so bad. She's like, yeah, I have a test tomorrow. You're good. She was like 18 or 19 at the time. And I felt so bad. And so the next day went out and bought one that did not make as much noise.
1: <laughs> have you ever masturbated in public?
0: Um, Technically, yes. I did it once in a public bathroom at work. When I worked in a library. I don't know if that sounds
1: really but yes. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your sexual history. Okay. At what age did you lose your virginity?
0: Consensually I was thirteen.
1: And how old was he?
0: Uh seventeen.
1: Is that is a very uh You use the word word (laughs) consensually there, and I don't, legally, I don't believe that is considered to be consensual at that age.
0: Legally, it's not, but I was in the right headspace and mind frame, Uh, and uh, we were actually in the same graduating class for high school. Uh, I was, so, you know, it was weird, because I was technically in the same grade as him, I just was not the same age as him. And that was the hard part.
1: (laughs) Tell me about the first time that you came face to face with a hard cock. What was in your mind? What were you thinking?
0: Uh, Well, I have brothers. So, but like, aside from that, um, I think I was around 16. Because my first time was done in the dark. Like, it was a quickie. Um, When I was around 16, I was in college. And I went to a party with my friend, and lo and behold, one of the frat boys just whipped it out, and that, that was the new one. <laughs> what,
1: did, what did you think when you saw it? What, what, what were your, the thoughts going through your head?
0: Well, first of all, I thought that I was going to get him in trouble, because I don't think that he realized how young I was. Um, but aside from that, I was really excited, and it was really interesting. I had never seen one like outside of the family, so it was really, really interesting.
1: How many times a week would you say you had sex?
0: Um. Well, currently I don't, but before, probably once a week.
1: Do you have a turn-on that others might think is odd? Like
0: Most of them are pretty normal. Well, I guess like the whole like baby thing, I guess that's kind of something that most people would find odd, but like. Aside from that, no.
1: Have you ever had sex with a woman?
0: Yes. I was a lesbian for a while. Yes.
1: Tell me about the first time that you ever had sex with a woman.
0: Um, it was my roommate. After I turned 18, uh, I was living like the house of girls and my roommate was an avid lesbian and we ended up, you know, fooling around one night and I ended up, you know, Doing the female sex, and I I really enjoyed it. Definitely a lot better than male sex.
1: Would you say that you're more into females than you are males, or?
0: I'm into females more sexually, because I feel like they know a lot more about what they're doing. Um, But males, romantically.
1: What is your bra size?
0: Uh, I am scheduled for a reduction, but 40 H.
1: Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction?
0: Um, not that I can think of. No.
1: Have you ever flashed in public?
0: Uh, yes. When I was in college, I flashed some people for $2.
1: Well, I mean, two bucks is two bucks. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I wanted soda from the vending machine. And he was like, sure, show me your tits. And so I did, and like right in the middle of everyone.
1: Do you like nipple play?
0: I do. Um, not my favorite, but definitely I do enjoy it, yeah.
1: What turned you on physically about women?
0: About women? Physically, I would have to say either their boobs or just like their figures. I feel like women have such like interest. Like every single woman has a different shape. And I think it's the coolest thing ever.
1: Have you had sex or an orgasm today?
0: Yes, this morning.
1: <laughs> What's the most number of orgasms you've had in one day?
0: Uh, I think over 20. It was during an orgasm endurance session and probably one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life
1: <laughs> well you're gonna to need to explain that a little more so so first off start with orgasm endurance and then
0: basically they try to see how much you come before you pass out and um after like the first time it's great the second time it's great the fifth time it starts to get uncomfortable by the 10th time you're like please stop and then after that like you're on the verge of safe wording because it does get really intense and really uncomfortable i wouldn't say painful but definitely uncomfortable and i eventually passed out after 20 which was the agreement you know i was okay with passing out um but yeah it was it was definitely not as awful as i thought it was going to be but i would never do it again
1: (laughs) do you believe in no strings attached sex
0: um Yes, but, like, I would like to have a conversation first. Like, I I don't believe in, like, just we fuck and that's it. Like, I'd like to talk first, but besides that, yeah.
1: What's the shortest amount of time you've known a person and then fuck them? Two hours. (laughs) How do you feel about cum?
0: If you have a good diet, I love it. It's awesome. If you don't. It, it's not the best, but I'll still swallow it to be nice.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds like you're very, a very nice young lady. <laughs> if not placed inside of you, where do you want the cum placed?
0: Um, Anywhere except, like, my hair. Because that is terrible to get off. But usually, like, face or boobs.
1: Have you ever squirted?
0: Yes. I freaked myself out, and I called my mom panicking. But yes
1: you called your mom panicking after or like you stopped and like explain what happened.
0: And we were going at it. I squirted. I freaked out. I told him to leave and I called my mom because now it's all over my princess bed sheets. is like all over everything. I'm scared cause I thought I just pee during sex and he was never going to call me again. So I called my mom crying and she came and she helped me wash my bedding and she consoled me. But yes, <laughs> I called my mother.
1: Do you have a sexual experience a singular sexual experience that you think shaped your sexual identity
0: um probably trying you know sex while using a one D in a pacifier not well in little space but definitely while like you know looking like a little that was definitely like Yes, I like that. And I've kind of implemented that in little ways um, ever since.
1: Have you had a threesome, foursome, or more some?
0: Yes, I've gone to a couple of gangbangs and then I've had a threesome. I've had a foursome once. I don't particularly like them, uh, especially if there's other women there because then it just feels awkward. Um, but I, I have enjoyed it in the past, yes.
1: So tell me about the gangbang. Were you the only woman there or?
0: So I've been to a couple. One of them was, uh, I forgot what it was called. It was during Halloween. There was a lot of great people there. I did not participate uh, personally, but I did go. And then the next time I had some men come over and uh, they did that. And it was like, it was fun the first hour. But then after that, it was like, I'm tired and I just want you out of my
1: So how many guys did you fuck during that time?
0: Seven.
1: What is your body count?
0: Probably around the 200s. That's really embarrassing.
1: Do you like dirty talk or name calling during sex?
0: Yes, but nothing to do with my weight. I have an eating disorder, and that's, like, the one thing I always tell them, like, anything else except, like, pig or anything like that is great.
1: Tell me about the biggest orgasm you've ever had.
0: Probably self-masturbation. I feel like if you're doing it yourself, you can do it a lot better, I feel like. I don't know. I think that that's probably it, self-masturbating.
1: Have you ever been fisted?
0: no but i've like gone up there but just never have gone all the way Uh, unfortunately i would love to but it takes a lot of like training and i just i don't think that i'm ready for that yet
1: i would like to thank jay for giving us just a tiny peek inside the mind of her sex thank you for joining us thank you did you have fun yes awesome
0: are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.